0: Welcome to Toasted Lavender Podcast, a podcast where we drink and talk to other queer people. <laughs> today. Today. It's <Today>. yeah. <laughs> our I first want. interview. Our first interview besides the Art Cell episode. Yeah. yeah. So we are going to go around and introduce ourselves. So if you just want to say your name and your pronouns and then what you're
1: drinking. Lindsay, she, her. I'm away from the microphone today. <laughs> what are you drinking? What am I drinking, honey? <laughs> it's a it's a little cocktail. It's a Sunday we'll
2: cocktail. We'll call it the kitchen sink. The yeah. kitchen sink <laughs> cocktail. The
1: record that. store cocktail. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> I like
3: that. Me? Yeah. Uh, Taylor Knuth, he, him, his pronouns, and I'm drinking a Pog. Pog mimosa. Mimosa. A <laughs> There's Pog booze mimosa. in it. Don't forget about <laughs> it. right. It's not just
2: the juice. I'm Sean Bishop, he, him, his, and a Pog Mimosa, and I love it. I need to get some of that juice. It's kind of tropical. Yeah. yeah it's very, uh, yeah it's beautiful yeah.
0: I'm Lisa she her and I am having a pog screwdriver nice Alex she her and I'm drinking the record store cocktail as well
4: mm, I like that <laughs> Kai he him and I am having a pog mimosa yes. cheers cheers
0: cheers
2: everybody cheers, cheers. <laughs> yeah yeah was there any other kind <laughs> no. no no there's not <laughs> not here
0: so today's episode kicks off a series where we are interviewing some local queer folks and talking about holiday traditions. So we're really excited to have Sean Taylor as our first guest in our series.
4: And we're this is our first time recording at Lavender Vinyl, which is our other business. Um we're all crammed in the corner here. <laughs> we should cool. definitely take a photo of this cuz it's really <laughs> it's fun <laughs> we're making it work
2: like a tiny desk concert. A humble Bikini. Yeah, it is. It's like
1: a yeah. tiny desk. We're just kind of here. That. It's great. We're just all
4: crammed in and we're working it out. Yeah, I
1: don't even need a sweater.
0: No. <laughs> it's cozy. No. it's cozy together. Mm. <laughs> so we'd love it if you guys wanted to introduce yourself. Anything you want to share sure. about who you are, what you guys are involved in. Like why the hell did we bring you here? Yeah, why,
2: why do you should I? anyone care?
0: Why did do we, we want to bring say. you guys here? <laughs> and
4: I I'm I mean, I kind of told them a little bit, but like you guys have a, f- a very interesting story, I think. So please share what you'd like to share with yeah. us.
3: Well, I think we need to back up to 2011, 10 years ago,
2: almost. Oh, that's when we started That's when we,
3: now. well, that's when you
2: tell. You tell that's our story, story together. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Start. <laughs> we sprung fully formed from the ground in 2011. That's <laughs> a couple. No, um, I'm, this is Sean. I'm from Delta, Utah, and then I moved to Riverton, Utah when I was 10 and graduated high school from there and those are both very conservative towns and i didn't realize how conservative riverton was until i left cuz compared to delta it was much better just because they have things there it's not in the middle of nowhere like, like you can you can go to the store <laughs> yeah. there's a target yeah you can get to the mo- there's a mall nearby you don't have to drive 2 hours to get anywhere and then i lived in la from 18 to 21 doing school theater school musical theater has always been a big part of my life and then i moved back here when i was 22 to Ogden to go to Weber State and I did musical theater there and I took an extra year. I did five years, did five hard years at Weber State and met this guy in my last semester and then stayed in Utah. Oh, we went to New York. There was a brief, there was a brief little New York situation. That you guys went together? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We moved there and then very quickly realized we just want like the a yard we're calling. and a dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The city, I mean, it was so fun and we could see these paths of these careers happening, but we would just never see each other. We'd never see our families. So you'd have to kind of give everything up for that. And we were like, mm, we miss being outside and nature and family and yeah. all that yeah. stuff. So we came back pretty quickly, <laughs> but it was great. It was really fun. And
3: I'm, I'm from Provo originally. And my mom moved me and my three sisters up to Davis County. So Clearfield um When I was like eight, I think eight or nine, and uh we, there's not much to do in Clearfield if you've ever been. It's kind of just a bedroom. Got an aquatic center. Got an aquatic. <laughs> they do good. Good point. That's part, that's part of We'll talk about that though because <laughs> that's part of his. That's well, part of his. That's my soapbox. We'll growing up, up yeah. Yeah. But, When we get to the political section. Yes. Of, but in Clearfield, not much to do. So we did spend a lot of time in, in Ogden and, uh, you know, in the surrounding communities that actually had something to do. But graduated high school from Clearfield High, um, came to Weber, met Sean, and I spent only three years at Weber State and then not five. Not five. Yeah, we, so we balanced yeah. it out. So we each did four. If we so just... we each did four. If
2: we <laughs> average. He's in a hurry. He's not even 29 and about to do a PhD. So yeah. it's like... I'm a
3: lifelong learner. I love it. Yeah. But then of course we moved to New York, like Sean said, came back.
2: We bought our first house in the middle of Ogden. Loved it. It was brand new. And it was an own in Ogden program. Like we wouldn't have been able to do it if it wasn't for like the special programming they were doing. Got very lucky. We got lucky. We got um, right next door to our friend, our really good friend Mickey Larson. Um, by chance, because we had built a different house, built like just through the city program on Gramercy, a couple blocks down. And then, last minute, these Oak Den, they did a whole street of homes. And last minute, they said, Hey, there's one left, and this is the address. And we drove up, and we're like, Holy shit, it's right next to Mickey. Yeah. Yes, please. They're like, Someone, ba- so this guy backed out, like his financing fell through. And they're like, So, you guys are next on the list. And Which I feel it. like we were next on the list because we complained so much. Like, we kept calling. <laughs> and
4: they were like, God, just get these job. people taking Queers care out
2: of here. Here.
3: <laughs> So we bought our first house in Ogden. We, like, literally lived in it with, like, just a couch, a bed, and TVs. Because we, we had no money for furniture or anything. And just over, like, three years living in that house, we'd buy, like... Something on sale here, something on finance
2: over yeah. at RC Willey from there. We changed a lot of jobs in that house, too, though. And we, we also, yeah, changed a lot of things. Like, jobs. we don't have kids, and we don't plan to. And that's, like, the dual income, no kids thing kind of started to happen. We were like, okay, this is kind of cool. We can, we can actually, like, live a little bit. That's and a then dink. A dink, yeah. A double income, no kids. <laughs> dink, baby. <laughs> dink status. <laughs> and Duke's. um we cherish the Duke status <laughs> yeah. but we the- watched kids for a while and we're like oh you gotta go yeah. I'm
3: tired. <laughs> well we and that was and the go. kids were actually a reason why we wanted a new house because that house was awesome and so great as a starter home but anytime we'd let like my nieces and nephews over it was just chaos it was so chaos because the floor plan was really small so in in the summer we started looking at at bigger houses, and in Ogden, when you want bigger, you have to go older, right? Because there are not many new homes right. that are being
2: Well, built. and we had talked about, like, even in New York, we yeah. wanted, a, like, an old brownstone. If we were going to stay there, we're like, let's get a brownstone and fix it up. And yeah. we've always liked old houses. Yeah. And I think I at least have, my aunt and uncle grew up in a historic home in Denver. And just, like, the smell of the old wood and all that stuff is really nostalgic. And I just remember them fixing it up while I was growing up. And I was like, I want to do that one day. Yeah.
4: I mean, you guys are both pretty handy. Like a lot of the work you done He's much yourself, more handy than we've I We've done a lot of it ourselves. <laughs> so we, we,
3: we, we rent out or contract out the important things because we want them to last you 100 You don't years. want your
4: plumbing to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: No. And like we did wallpaper, we have this like 25-foot turret. That's the stairs that goes up to the second level, and there's wallpaper all the way up that we wanted to replace. Yeah. So we hired this little guy Charlie, who's like the last of his kind. He's Polly Pocket Size, <laughs> too. He's teensy. <laughs> he's on this. <laughs> he's, on, he's like on this little tiny ladder all the way up there, and I was like, "There's no, there's not enough money on this planet. You could pay me to get up it was that ladder." So spooky.
3: But so he did. It. He, he crushed it. So
0: Keep what worried. year did you guys buy your historic home? Uh, eighteen. Twenty
3: eighteen but we we had actually we spent all summer going through old houses we even put an offer on and got accepted into the old Browning mansion on 27th and Adams 27th and Adams I don't mm-hmm.
2: remember Yeah so it's right by um Workforce Services
3: But it's huge it was 9000 square feet and it was a big fixer upper and we had Driver big plans mansion. for it and then like the week before closing the owner dropped out they didn't want to sell anymore uh, And shit. it was heartbreaking and so we actually stopped looking we, yeah. we put our took our house off the market and we're like we're done because it was harp, it was yeah, harp. When so. you're
4: a week away from, oh housing. my Well, God. and it seemed
2: like she realized because she's we the widow. Right she's the widow of one of the Browning, like the heir of the Browning, Doesn't whatever. Live here. She lives, lives in California, California, and I think she realized that she could get a lot more for it, so she just kind of torpedoed the deal. And then she did. I think the people who she bought sold it for like a hundred thousand, two or I thought it was almost they two because we were in the threes. threes. We were like three thirteen, and then yeah, I feel like it went for five something. Yeah, yeah. So we stopped looking, and we were just like, we're going to be content. I even started a project that next day. Oh, we, I, <laughs> we, we took our window. like we We had a window in our bedroom that looked over the backyard, and we took it down and made, made a door, door. Right. a back door, and we oh, built a little so porch. Nice. We did like a flagstone yeah, so. patio, and that was like – August and we moved in September. <laughs> yeah, did. uh, didn't we didn't know we were gonna move because you were
4: feeling like, okay, I'm just gonna. We're gonna we were gonna stay. In and yeah. Just, yeah. yeah, we're
2: like, we have a hot tub, we have a fenced in yard. We're like, we're chill. We can sure. be here. And then one day, I was at work and I had a
3: meeting with a local business owner, and she texted me. And she said, "Hey, my babysitter fell through. Can you just meet me at my house?" And I was like, "Sure." And I put it in my phone to figure out where she lived, and I was like, "I can walk here." And I'm walking there. And I was like, oh, my God, she lives in it's this house, house. <laughs> yeah. this house. And so we have our meeting in her in her study at the time. And at the end, I was like, you know, if you ever sell, will you just call our realtor? And she knew who our realtor was. And then the next morning I wake up to a call and Sue says, Taylor, did you tell Rhonda you want
2: to buy her house? <laughs> I was like, I did. But don't tell Sean. <laughs> oh! well, I was really sad. I was really sad to leave our house because I, I don't know. I'm very nostalgic and like i'm fear change so like leaving our little house i was very sad about it um but i've always loved that house like i first came to ogden in like 2006 driving a flower van like i would go to the airport and pick up flowers and deliver them to all the florists and i would drive by our house and then the jefferson houses that were like boarded up at the time like and they're all inhabited and beautiful now and restored but I would walk, I would drive by that house all the time I was like damn that would be the coolest house ever. So when I figured out it was that one I was like okay. I guess it's I I maybe. Well, that was a I still cried
3: a lot. That was a <laughs> Thursday a <laughs> uh, Friday morning that that we got that call that she said well they just want you to walk through the house on Saturday, and they were planning on listing, but if you want to put in an offer by Monday, they won't list.
5: Yeah,
2: they were great. They were like, you can take a first crack at it.
3: So we went through a Saturday morning, spent a few hours in the house, brought some friends that we trusted to like look at it structurally, because we didn't, we don't know what the hell yeah. we were doing. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, and we they were like, we need to get this number out of it. And we were like, ooh, that's kind of high. Yeah. And then we said we would need to sell our house for 80000 more than what we bought it for two that years down, ago. Amen. And we were like, there's no way, there's no way. And we listed our house and the next day we had an offer that was like eighty-one thousand over what well, is we're like because I was like, if it if we don't get it, we don't get it and then we'll yeah. be fine.
3: So Saturday went through it, Monday we put an offer in, Tuesday we listed, Thursday we sold our house, two weeks from there we were moving. <laughs> it was our So ship. fast it was, it was it? so fast. And meant
4: fast. to be like that yeah. the way that all lays out. Well, just...
3: and the, and, oh and my mom cried when she walked oh, through yeah. the house for the first time because she just couldn't compute how we would go from a brand new house with no issues. To This there was holes in the wall. The she's like, What are you doing? It, yeah, but they it
2: that's was, the thing, yeah. they'd done a lot of work and taken really good care of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. and the roof was brand new, and the new HVAC we got so lucky got really in lucky. terms of like all the hard stuff that you have to do. But she was also like, This neighborhood is so bad. I'm like, It's one block down from where we were moving from, one like, block. and the neighborhood's not bad, it's, it's the neighborhood's
4: crazy great. How much that's all changed yeah. so yeah. drastically in the last even three years, I feel like yeah. it's. I mean, they're doing new builds in our neighborhood in, in little slots that are this big. I saw that. Yeah, It's just crazy. Well, there's
2: so much demand. Like, people need... The housing crisis is not just here. It's, like, everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. And people complain about apartments. And we always, just jokingly, we see new apartments. Like, eh, apartments. Because people always complain, especially on social in, like, media. Yeah, and it's like, well, people need somewhere to live. Like, if you want your city to grow, like, that's what everybody talks about. Like, let's get Ogden on the map, and let's grow, and let's have businesses here, and let's have tech companies come here. Yeah. and. People it's have like to live. some people, have, yeah, they need somewhere to live. Do you think that, that we
4: that D's that just got bulldozed? Do you guys do you know anything about that? Oh, do think it'll be apartments, it down? yeah, like suddenly overnight.
2: Yeah, it's been empty for such a long time. It should be. I mean,
1: I wanted it to be a brunch place. Oh
4: my God. I wanted yeah, it to would be, be Trader a Joe's.
1: Have you I been to Snooze? Joe's
2: snooze, no, what's what's Snooze? You do.
1: I it's like a a, a brunch and cocktail place in uh, Denver.
2: That's all I want, is it's brunch and cocktails. It's only open
1: for breakfast.
2: Oh. That's amazing. That's, how you know
1: that's what good. I wanted it to is be. Is
2: it a chain? Can we, like, franchise it? It's
1: kind of a chain. There's me. one in Denver. There's one in... Snooze? Yeah. Oh, yeah,
2: in San Diego. San, oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: San
3: Diego. They need to come
2: neighborhood here. Neighborhood of San Diego. Oh.
3: Okay. we have not been to San
2: Diego. That's it. We need oh, you guys we need have to go to, go to San to Diego. It's a really fucking gay place. I man. love it. I visited a couple times when I lived in LA, but I haven't been since then. That's more than 10 years ago.
4: We're, like, huge beer people, and San Diego is yeah. the best beer city yes. ever. So.
2: That's the thing. We travel to other cities, and we're like, why are we living in Utah where you can't <laughs> buy wine at the grocery store? I know. What is this? What are we doing? What are we are going to change it. We're going to flip this. Yeah, state.
0: we're going to change it from within.
1: Yes. Can I go back
2: to your house for a second? Yeah, sure.
1: Haven't you guys, so I didn't participate, but haven't you guys done, like, a historical home tour thing? Can you yeah, talk about that? We did.
3: Yeah, actually three years from the date we moved in. We were on the home tour. We were supposed to be on it in 2020, but of course, COVID, it it didn't happen. And then we did it in in 2021, and we were able to show off all the the stuff we've done. We've basically flipped every room except for one. Mm -hmm. Well, two, really, but one and a half. But we've done a lot of work, and it's been so fun. And you meet the best people, too, when you're redoing your house. Like, Mm -hmm. We have... Johnny Sparky, who's our electrician. <laughs> and right. Alan the Plumber, who's the plumber. Well, and, and I
4: all I text you for Alan the Plumber like all the time. <laughs> we're
3: like, hey, can so I funny. get Alan <laughs> the Plumber's info again. We and love Alan so, the Plumber. He was
2: so sweet. He looks like Ed Sheeran. Like he's just like this unassuming dude, redheaded dude. And he showed up on my porch one day with or he texted me and said, What do you guys drink? And I was like, Everything.
4: <laughs> we drink. He said,
2: What's your favorite? what do you I was like, narrow it down. He said, What's your favorite liquor? And I was like, Oh, I really like Uma, the gin from New World Distillery. <laughs> And then he yeah. shows up on my doorstep with a bottle and he's like, Thank you for sending my name to so many people uh-huh. for referring him. He's like, My business has taken off and I swear like I have seven or eight new clients that are from you guys. And I was awesome. like ah, yeah. That's so nice. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And he's so great. Like and he he'll does just show really good work too. And, and he doesn't gouge you. He's when your like, basement's
3: flooding at four o'clock in the morning, you can call Alan and he'll <laughs> fix the
2: pinhole leak. Blake and I
4: tried to fix a leaky oh, no. uh, and we it was a saturday night and we had had about a half a bottle of whiskey yep no. yep
2: we can it's just that courage like we can do this we got this we can do this uh,
4: and we're literally so putting funny. plumber's tape around a leaking hole oh, like oh yeah. this is working
2: I, did that. <laughs> I had to do that once i tried to and then because we had all this like copper pipe in our basement uh, and we're like we copper. need to change all this out because it's just getting old and needs to go <coughs> But the home
3: tour was a partnership with Weber County Heritage Foundation. They're kind of like our local historians, if you will. Mm-hmm. And every year they do this awesome home tour where you buy a fifteen or twenty dollar ticket and you get to go through a dozen
2: homes. So Yep. Yeah, and they have like people there, like docents basically, yeah, guiding you through the house, making sure you don't steal anything.
1: <laughs> Sorry, what?
2: Docent. What do they call it? like a guide? Oh, I don't They know like what volunteers. Word is. They, they just have like volunteers. Isn't that what it's called? Yeah, it's a called. Museum? A museum? I'm a sorry, I'm not, not like smart. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 you're fine. I'm not either. I'm just, I'm an actor. <laughs> 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 just, I just hear it. I and played a few docents in my time. <laughs> and I played you, guys, a
0: you guys have like a, you participated in yes. a, a TV show with oh, your yeah. home. Yeah. Do you want
5: to talk
2: about
3: that? Highly don't recommend.
5: Really?
0: (laughs) Oh, it was.
3: it's just hard. It's hard because TV production schedules are very different than like contracting schedules with like people who.
2: Well, and contracting schedules are already so delayed and so hard to deal with. So then you put on the TV aspect and it's just like, and it was their first season. So they're kind of doing it all themselves because you have to, like if you get a network deal, you don't get a ton of money to put your show on. They kind of make you prove yourself.
3: But Candace and Andy Meredith, they're amazing. <laughs> they're, awesome.
2: they're from Utah. Um, kind of have made
3: their living on renovating old houses. So they did like a Facebook TV thing when Facebook TV was a thing. and
4: For like 30 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they had their yeah. Old, <laughs> yeah. And they their called
3: show. it old home love okay. and they redid their home that they live in and it lived in in an American fork. And then they found this old abandoned school building in Fountain I, green. I, I don't, yeah, it's not fountain.
2: mountain green. I that's it's one that's fountain
3: here. green, and it's like twenty thousand square feet old, the old historic school building that they are renovating and making it their family home. Because he had five boys, three and she three. had one. I don't know. They have seven kids, is what I know. It's like what, it was it was
2: seven, two, many. Three, yeah, and then they had one
3: together. Um, and so they're making this school their home, and then the the pitch that they gave to Chip and Joanna Gaines for their new TV network, Magnolia TV network. Uh, Was that they would redo this home and they would do other people's homes and call it homework because it's old school kind of fun. So they found us on Instagram and said, hey, you guys want to have your kitchen redone? Yeah,
2: they did a thing like an open call sort of where they were like, do you want an old space, a space in your old house redone in Utah or maybe California? They were like, we might be able to go to parts of California. And so they said, film a one minute video. And we were both sick. I think we were like upstairs. Well, it was the
3: day after the Martini Bash. Oh, <laughs> we, were we were not sick. We, we were hungover. hungover.
4: That's the same thing. Flu-like symptoms. Flu-like symptoms.
2: <laughs> <laughs> and we're like, we got to go film this video. And we, we basically just stood up. in front of the house and we're like, this is why you should choose us because this house is cool. <laughs> and we then we're hungover. <laughs> yeah, we got go to go. And they chose they us. And they
3: redid our kitchen, a bathroom, and our pantry, and then the made deck. A new back door, and gave and us a they big deck. and they
4: paid for the, like they covered they made some it of more those? affordable okay they made it more affordable you cover like all the hard costs
3: and okay and they do
2: all the, they do the, the work the labor and stuff yeah we we had it what quoted, was a third of what we yeah would have we had it quoted
3: locally so was that
0: something that you guys would like did it turn out the way that you had hoped oh the
2: kitchen yeah it's oh, yeah. It's, it's like i couldn't you have designed well, it better yeah. and we we sat down first and just kind of looked at pinterest and because she said what do you want in your house right. like what are you thinking and we showed her some stuff and one of the pictures we had picked was a kitchen she had done she's oh, okay. like I did that cool. I can give you that exact setup like that cabinet and those tiles and yeah, and it fits the house, and it, it seems like it was always there. Now, but it was six months of doing our dishes
3: <sighs> in a pedestal sink under the stairs. We called it the bird bath. The, it was it like was this, literally a bird bath. Like, like, that's the image yeah. you should have in your mind right now is a bird bath. <laughs> and it's
2: it's this like we have the windy staircase, and the bathroom is like tucked under the stairs. It's oh, the know, Harry Potter exactly. bathroom. Yeah, the Harry Potter bathroom. And we're like bathroom. crouched okay. under there, and, and that's the water where doesn't get hot. Yeah, the water dishes. doesn't get hot for a few minutes. Well, in six months from October to March.
4: So it's not like you could go out and do them with the hose because no, no. it's like it's freezing. freezing. So
3: we kept, kept a right lot of local COVID. eateries and business we and be. we yeah. ate yeah. a lot of chili. because We were,
2: were, feeling, we were kind of on lockdown, like cool, we were. Yeah. We were on lockdown before it was cool because it was... We were
4: on lockdown before it was cool. We were
2: just like, we had our fridge in the dining room. Our table was chock full of like the cabinet stuff and, nice. and we were ordering nice. in all the time and then we got the new, we like filmed that reveal part of the episode and that was march 17th of 2020 so we were the already day after the earthquake like, well, shouldn't we be wearing masks oh my like God. it was we right in
3: our house for the earthquake i was certain that we, were we were in would a come rental. back to have the house leveled mm. <laughs> and it
2: was fine it was our fine it was not great. even a crack in the walls
3: mm-hmm. well the house, the house you made
4: a you made a good oh, investment it sounds it.
2: like and then we we're like well we have to shut down and the whole world's shutting down but we have this brand new kitchen at least so mm-hmm. that was nice <laughs>
4: So, okay, I'm gonna change gears a little yeah. bit here, but you guys are you guys got married on the Grammys, right?
3: We Can we yeah, hear about I that? Want that story? They found us on Facebook. Yeah, it was again. <laughs> Everyone it really finds was. You it was on a, a it media, was a social guys. media
2: thing. It was I was working at the Home Depot Call Center at the BDO. I was in HR and someone Facebook messaged me randomly. Yes, I was on Facebook at work. Fire me. Um, <laughs> I don't work
4: there
3: anymore. Right? So. Come and get me. Um
2: <laughs> And they just said, hey, I see that you're engaged. Do you want to be on a TV show? And we were like... A national TV show. National TV. And I was, like, picturing some, like, 90-day fiancé, like, or, like, wipe Out, like, where you have to get married and, like, run across the, like, something stupid. And I was like, maybe? I don't know. And they said, okay, we're going to send you a, an NDA, a non disclosure agreement, and then you can decide, or whatever. Or we'll see if we even pick you. i we're like, okay. So they sent that to us. I printed it out at work. And... <laughs> And we Googled, <laughs> <Depot> yeah, <laughs> I was like, Home Depot has plenty of money. I'm really outing myself on this. Um, have another mimosa, Sean. <laughs> well, and we, um, we Googled the production company, and all they did was the Grammys. And we're like, what the hell? And then he was like, it's probably Macklemore, because Macklemore had the same love. And that's what it was. He performed.
3: And they also said you'd be on national TV, and you'd be married by... A famous person. A famous it person is what basically, and you need to
2: mean. dress yourself and get yourself to LA. Those were the only kind of stipulations, yeah. So, we had to buy suits on credit cards and with our mom's help,
3: Banana Republic <laughs> credit card. Oh,
2: yeah, we didn't I have suits, I know. So we didn't have
3: suits, and then we, we were poor college students essentially. I was my final year, he was working full time at Home Depot. I just barely center. got
2: promoted to the HR yeah. job. At, at the call center and I was on the floor before that yeah. like we had no money whatsoever. and I was working nights and weekends at IHOP we were living fam with family
3: and we were living with my sister and we were dirt poor like just barely making it by and they were like you need to get to LA and and dress yourself right yeah. and so we really did put and I think my $440 mom- suits on banana republic credit cards yeah <laughs> And, and we, my mom bought one of mom our suits, bought,
2: or like paid the rest of them. Yeah. I don't remember. And then somebody had Southwest vouchers. Yeah. <laughs> so
3: we used those. And then we stayed with his sister on an air mattress in uh-huh. the middle of LA yeah. in her like North shitty little apartment. North Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. And then we, we didn't know. We didn't know. I mean, we could make a deduction that it was the Grammys, but they didn't tell us it was the Grammys until we showed up on January 26th, 20- no, the for oh, the 12. rehearsal the day before oh, the, 25th, yeah. the 25th and yeah. we're like this is the staples center
2: the grammys are tomorrow i wonder why we're getting married
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. mm-hmm. and so, so we did a rehearsal and we got to watch madonna like she's rehearse. a hot mess. <laughs> she was a hot mess she had a kid on a diamond leash and i was like what is going on here <laughs> oh,
1: Wow. i'm sorry i need to know
2: way more yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had a human child <laughs> On a diamond-studded leash. Diamond-studded leash. Diamond leash. She had a cane. and With a her diamond leash. grill in. Oh, yeah. he had a grill in.
3: And full, like, white jumpsuit with red pinstripes.
2: Yeah, that was side. so interesting. Like, we did the rehearsal, and, like, Queen Latifah was the one who married us. Macklemore was out there doing his thing. Yeah, Mary and Lambert. And Mary Lambert. And they were all wearing, like, super nice clothes and everything. And then they all wore something different at the show. And I don't know if that was, like, some designers, like, yeah. get photos in the rehearsal one, and that yeah. goes out somewhere and benefits oh, somebody. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. But we were, like...
3: On standby, under the, like, bleach, or, like, under the, form, this, under the people in the Grammys, <laughs> and, like, the day of, when we're, like, when it, the Grammys are happening, we're, like, in a backstage tent, just, like, huddled up, and we're, with, there were
2: 32 other couples there, mm-hmm. and they wanted, like, all shapes and sizes. It was 30-something, yeah. 30, yeah. And all of our phones were blowing up, because they finally... Well, and one of the couples got
3: kicked out at the last minute because they tweeted about
2: it. Oh, that's right. And they said you are done because they were like, "Do not tell your families." And of course, we told we told quite a few people, but we were like, "You cannot." They kicked them out. this from us. They
0: violated the.
2: They violated. Yeah, they They did because they put it on Twitter. But we're you guys. I
3: don't follow pop culture very well. Um, and we're like standing in our lines waiting to go in and like this little Polly Pocket looking girl comes out and she's like what are you guys doing here
2: and I'm like I think we're about
3: to get married (laughs) and she's like oh my god that's so exciting well and
2: she knew the two people in front of us they were both choreographers who live in LA and I was was, like she goes away I was like who the fuck was that That was Ariana Grande (laughs) (laughs) and I was like shaking I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god Well, she yeah, was like the lip, she's bitey, like she's she Polly Pocket, is. For real. For real. For real. When we're standing in the like we're lined up in the little vom. It's like in like concert documentaries where they drive the golf cart around in those huge stadiums. Like we can hear what's going on. Like Sarah Bareilles was performing with Carole King, and Metallica performed randomly. Oh, yeah. But we're standing there and like. All of a sudden, Chrissy Teigen is walking by and she stops. She's like, John, you need to take a picture with him. So there's somewhere a picture of us with John Legend, like huddled around him. And then, like, Julia Roberts walks by with an entourage. Wow. And, and she, she is beautiful. Stunning. I was like, like, I'm like, you look great for 50,
3: girl. Get it. <laughs> said, Get it. Just it. Yeah. And then Willie Nelson had, like, the biggest entourage. Right, she probably had 50 seen. people Willie walking Nelson behind was, him.
2: It was amazing. It was Yes, my guys. mom was like, so she was. And very,
3: then like when very we very actually jealous. lined up and so we they married us all in the aisles of like the celebrities. I
0: remember watching this yeah. live. Yeah. Happening. yeah,
2: it's on YouTube.
3: Like. So we were standing right. Like my if I farted, I would have farted. on, <laughs> I would have farted on Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah, you <laughs> oh my God. should have. so farted on Ozzy Osbourne. I would have farted on Lord I That's think. That's right. Yeah. Oh my God.
2: And then we like walk by like because they walk us down the aisle and that sound like because we did the rehearsal and it's huge in there. I've huge. never been on the floor of the Staples Center. Which is going to be something else. They're changing the name, and it's stupid. It's like, that it doesn't <laughs> matter. Crypto.com, yeah. yeah. Crypto.com, you're right? I'm not calling it, we're not calling so it that. So but then we like, they, that sound, and it's so loud, and you like do the rings and everything, and the song is playing, and then we walk by, and like Beyonce and Jay-Z are in the front row, and they're like, oh Katy Perry. God. And yeah. Katy Perry, I, she was crying, oh. and I waved her, I was like, I love you, and she grabbed both of my hands, and she's like, I love you. And it was, oh. and you're like, no. Yeah, no. <laughs> Tell me more. <laughs> what specifically? Do you love the movie? It was crazy, and we just got home that night, to my sister's apartment and we were like did that just happen and then like radio stations were calling us like in canada we had to wake canada. up at like three o'clock in the morning and then they interviewed us at the airport when we got home we felt very famous for a minute very yeah. fun it was fun it was a cool That's memory a really cool and yeah.
4: kind of random that yeah. how that came well, to well
2: and it wasn't legal in
3: utah at the time so we got married in california had a california marriage license that wasn't valid in the state and then, of course, oh, that June was the June that the Utah Supreme Court was like, oh, "Okay, queers, you can get married." But for then, a se- yeah. for a second, right? And then they took it away. And then, of course, and then we it got it. Started the Supreme
2: yeah, Court, and it started situation. the so Supreme how Court.
0: How many said. weddings have you guys had?
2: Just the two. We have Just the, gra- the we have okay. the okay. anniversary <laughs> in January the twenty yeah. sixth, which is also when we started dating. Was like right around that. Same time. Yeah, we
3: got engaged on the twenty eighth. Yeah. And then um, we have our anniversary in September, which the is on the 4th yeah.
0: And that's when you got married in Utah. Yeah. yeah.
2: And we didn't have any... Ev- and it wasn't a legal one because by that mm. time, the California was legal. Because it went it went mm. federal because of the law change. And so we just had a friend, Nick Mon, married us. We love Nick We love Nick Mon, <laughs> Mon. Love Nick Nick Mon, Mon. It was is... was so great. He yeah. was great.
0: An incredible human.
2: And we had a great, like, four-piece band. It was these local guys. Mickey's uncle. Yeah. Okay. And people just danced, so and it was mm-hmm. so fun. And we catered cafe Rio basically our your aunt and uncle oh my made my it uncle. they made it we and it was it. delicious it was, so it was just chill and fun and we wore the same suits <laughs> <laughs> yes I love that Republic yep, and yes. we, we um
0: it's your something old
2: right and we were kind of broke and so we wanted gifts for all of our people like our bridesmaids and whatever you would call them um, and we painted shoes for them which we'd never done before and then I kind of took off and to This shoe painting Etsy thing that we did for a few years, which paid our rent in New York. It did pay while. our rent in New York, yeah, wow. yeah. Like sneakers? yeah, like vans, like, like canvas vans, vans that or toms. That we and we would paint like, like Disney characters, yeah, on. <laughs> yeah, lots of Disney, lots oh, of Marvel, lots cool. of like nerdy it was stuff. Very fun, it was fun. very fun.
4: And I'm sure rent in New York City is not cheap, so you
2: must have oh, been doing our mortgage. Our okay mortgage was cheaper that. than what we paid
3: in rent in New York. Mm-hmm.
4: Wow,
3: yeah.
2: Yeah, when we started, I mean they take a long time, so I felt okay charging and I just kind of would raise the prices and people kept paying for it. So I was like, all right. Yeah, keep doing Capitalism it. A lot of rich moms <laughs> were like, my kid needs elsa shoes or whatever. I'm like, all right. Mhm.
4: So, and then you have like you did I mean, you got really involved in politics too in Ogden, so I'd kind of like to talk about that if you guys are open to discuss that. I know totally. you you oh, ran yeah. for office and yeah.
3: In 2017, um, in 2017, right around springtime, you know, a lot of conversations were being had of who's going to run for city council. There's always so in municipal races, there are always four seats available on the uh, on the seven. Well, they're always on odd years, but uh, every four years, it's four council seats, and then the other two years, it's three council seats and and the mayor. So, in 17, there were four council seats up, my district, and then two at large, and then to district three, which is where Angela Tuberka lives. She, isn't she one? We're oh, three. you're right. I'm three. She's one. You ran for three. I ran for... Which is
2: currently Doug Stevens and will yeah. be yeah. Ken Ritchie. Yeah. So at the time, Angela and I were working
3: together at a local nonprofit, and she had expressed interest in running, and I was like, that's great. I want to I wanna help you. I don't know how to run a campaign, but I'm interested in running... I'm interested in running one day. I'm interested in working on campaigns. So like, let me, let me be your campaign manager. So I, we barely knew each other at the time and we had been working with each other for a year and she was like, okay, yeah, I need some help. You can be my campaign manager. So I started out as Angela's campaign manager. And then when we went to file, um, her candidacy for office, um, the current council member was there Filing to run again, even though he had told me in weeks prior that he wasn't going to run, and that just kind of pissed me off. It's Doug Stevens. We can name names. <laughs> we can name names. <laughs> yeah, 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 we can. <laughs> and he had already been on the council for twelve years, and I and I'm like, you know, I'm super duper like we need to have turnover and leadership. And so, did you
2: know that nobody else had filed against him, or nobody had filed? And you it can was look that up. Or yeah, that's like public. Yeah, leadership.
3: every night they release the names who had filed, and there's a short yeah. filing window of like five days, and. So by the fifth day, nobody had filed, and I was like, "We can't just hand the seat to. Doug. No, we no. can't just hand the seat for to Doug the twelve, the twelve for the, for early. another four years, making it like sixteen years on council." So, I was like, "I think I'm gonna run," and I was like, "Should I run?" And Absolutely, and, yes, and, and we did, and it was fun, and yeah. it was like one of the hardest things I've ever done. It's a lot of work, and. Um, if you look at the trends in that district, it's obviously gerrymandered, mm-hmm. um, and it's totally like overlaps with Mormon ward districts and how you know how those lines are divided. Yeah. So and a lot of very...
2: those Mormon dudes can just call their people and say, "Hey, this is what we're voting for," yeah. and that goes through the the phone tree yeah. basically. Yeah. And, and a queer award. candidate, yeah, yeah. Award, <laughs> a queer candidate had actually ran four years to be me
3: before me. Turner Bitten had ran yeah. against Doug, and yep. Turner was an openly gay man, had just gotten married. Same same thing. Um, so he had made some great progress in that seat because Doug like got 70% of the vote the first time he ran. And then when he ran against Turner, the third time he ran, he only got 59% of the vote. And then when I ran against him, he got 54% of the vote. So we, we see these gains, right? Um, and then of course, Priscilla Martinez, who just ran against, and her Ritchie, campaign was. She lost by less than a point, <laughs> 78, seventy-eight votes. votes. 70 and her campaign votes. was just like per, so it was impeccably good. ran. Like she ran the best campaign a candidate oh in Ogden God. has ever run.
4: And I hope she'll be in the next yeah. time. Uh, me too, because she is agreed.
3: Uh, she was so agreed. And good. I actually had considered running, but then Priscilla took me to lunch and she was like, "I want to run." I was like, "Yes, yes, yes." yes. We support women. Sure. We support women of color. And she was. She's a better candidate than I ever would have been. She's amazing. She's so so.
4: awesome. Yeah, so she's really awesome. I was so sad when I saw those
3: numbers. I mean, yeah. so many people were, but
4: yeah, it was yeah. just so close, yeah. and that it really was just a matter of like a few more people being inspired to get out and vote. Yeah.
3: Well, and of course, this is the tricky thing. Municipal elections are nonpartisan, right? They are not divided by Democrat, Republican, Independent, but yeah. um, there's definitely trends that imply right your political affiliations and. I think that it was calculated that Doug didn't run again because I don't think that the Republican Party thought that he could have won again. So they picked a new, younger, handsome face and and ran Ken. And he did a good job, too.
2: That we had two really good candidates in that seat. Yep. But. And I think he'll be an improvement on yeah. Doug. Yeah. Not as much as Priscilla would have been in my eyes, just from a community engagement perspective. Yeah, yeah. Priscilla does the work. Yeah. yeah, she's out there in the community, and, and I hadn't met Ken until he had started running, yeah. which, to his credit, he did show up and, like, start going to stuff, and I hope yeah. that continues, and yeah. especially with all this Marshall White stuff coming up, I'm like, we need to talk to him and we get him, to to him and say, hey, let's let's get this thing built. Yeah.
4: So let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Marshall White stuff. We've had, um, we've been talking with our listener, or, yeah, our listeners the last, yeah. kind of as an end cap on our... Last couple episodes, you know, we want people to be involved in the local community, even though our podcast reaches further than Ogden. But I think, you know, getting your people and your community on board of something is how you start anything. And
0: um, And maybe inspire other people to look into their own communities if they're not involved.
3: Well, this is a really interesting statistic that we were talking about with a political science professor yesterday. If you were to remove every age group in the state of Utah, except for 19 to 28 year olds, Guess what color our state becomes? It's blue. Like solid dark blue. If only 19 to 28 year olds voted in this state, we would be electing progressive Democrats. That's across really the entire state without fail in every day and by that it, feels
0: uh, inspiring to me isn't it that inspi- I mean a, it'll be a few decades
3: right because old people have yeah. to die but but that's what keeps that's what keeps me going and yeah. but the, the the irony in that though is that the most inactive age group is the 19 to 28 year olds so that's that's kind of what fuels me is getting getting these younger people out to vote um which is which is a is a it's hard <laughs> because it all is. the disenfranchisement that happens and and the the gerrymandering that in the state that happens and it's, it's hard just, it's, to vote. It's hard to vote. Like, yeah, there's a lot of roadblocks. Yeah, especially if you work a, a, a you know a normal job. Like go, I mean, your job is supposed to give you up to four hours of paid yeah. time to go and vote day. Up, just make it a national holiday. But they don't. Just, mm-hmm. Not many people know that they have that right. Not many people mm-hmm. have well, transportation. And you like. Even yeah. if your work
4: technically says you have four hours off, like mm-hmm. can you afford when Taco Bell up? when you're on the line at Taco yeah. Bell and you need to like I how or when are you run a small that? business and nobody's yeah. showing up, yes. <laughs> nobody's yeah. there to replace you. The, right. Exactly, you, you're not just going to leave your people or close your business mm-hmm. or yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. And those roadblocks increasingly seem intentional, that just like to keep yeah. keep people away so that a certain subset of people kind of controls the narrative.
3: Well, when when I went to vote in 2017, the the main library branch, arguably the one that should have Spanish translators located, they didn't even have a single Spanish translator oh. at the facility. There were community members volunteering
2: who had just ha- who had happened just by
3: were in, were voting themselves to to translate in Spanish for our our community members who speak Spanish as their first or only language. Mm-hmm. So. In calling the middle, all translators. <laughs> calling all translators. Right? Yeah,
2: really, they should provide. I mean, read, read the neighborhood because right. it's, it's yeah, yeah, it's Ogden. It's East Central Ogden. We have people from all over, and just having like only English is not enough. Not enough for accessibility. Right. Right.
3: Yeah. Well, speaking about not enough, <laughs> do you want to? I've talked a lot. You talk about Marshall White. What
2: do you mean? Not well, tell.
4: I mean, tell us. So we've we've kind of gone over the main points of what's happening with it, but what are the updates and what can people do to be
0: Our last update was um right after the City Hall yeah. meeting. Oh, yeah. The well, big council so the meeting. big council meeting.
3: Maybe we should start with why should people care about the Marshall White center? Yeah. yeah really? Both from like a practical standpoint and just like a
2: symbolism and representation mm-hmm. standpoint. Yeah, and that's the thing. Um Marshall White himself, Marshall N White was a deputy for Ogden, detective. detective for Ogden police department. He was a civil rights leader and he was killed in the line of duty, um, in, in 63 As he was investigating a burglary in the neighborhood in 68. They finally got the building put together and built, but we were looking through this giant scrapbook they have in the Marshall White Center of all the headlines of like, should this be below Washington Boulevard? Cause in those days Washington Boulevard was the segregation line like legally Black people couldn't own it was red line. homes above yeah. Washington or below 40-something. Like, there was a spot that you were allowed to exist, basically. Yeah. And so there are all these conversations. And they got built in 1968, which is, you know, the civil rights, like, culmination year.
3: But it, I think it's also important to remember, like, Ogden, Utah, had a black, a black detective sergeant on the force in 1963. Mm-hmm. 1963. That's, <laughs> That's yeah. and Marshall was a was a retired veteran, a brick mason, a father, uh, the one of the presidents of the local chapter of the NAACP Double ACP. Like this man
2: did the work, <laughs> yeah. and I, I don't remember if it's his house or one of the kids' houses, but one the of them was demolished. got demolished to build the center. Yeah. Like, wow. and they were um, Miss Oneida called into that meeting. Marshall, Oneida is Marshall's daughter, Marshall White's oldest daughter, I think. Yeah. Um, she so called in six years old. Yeah. I think. And it was amazing. She was just like, the work has been done to have this building where it is. And we gave our blood, sweat, and tears. And we had death threats. We had people throwing stuff through our windows because we wanted it there. And so now that it's fallen into disrepair over the last, especially the last 10 years, um, it's not really realistic to renovate it. Um, I'm on the Marshall White Advisory Committee. I'm actually the chair now. And... VCBO is this company who does rec centers all over the state and all over the United States. and they're kind of at the top of their field and they've assessed the building and part of what we gave to city Council was an assessment of what it would take to renovate it. The pools not salvageable. The walls in certain places are not really able to be fixed unless you basically tear them down and, and rebuild they had to sell all the weight equipment because the floor wasn't
3: structurally sound to support the weight anymore an architect came in and was like um you need to get this weight off this to floor this tomorrow
2: <sighs>
3: cuz it could have just collapsed at any day
0: yeah. so was was there just like a a time where they stopped funding it like what has caused the decline cuz that's what yeah. we're like it, you know it's there you know
2: yeah.
0: you it needs funding mm-hmm. like how did it get to where it is yeah. in this state
2: it's a good question. <laughs> I mean, it's a lot. It's complex. I think it's years of neglect.
3: I think yeah, it, it if you look at city government, city government, um, they maintain, but they don't really improve anything. Okay. Right. Like it's pretty rare for you to see a city owned facility or a city owned asset get massive improvements.
0: Unless there's a giant fundraiser unless there's or a giant like fundraiser people or, behind it who you know, want to donate a large amount of money. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, so I in my opinion and of course I have, I've only been around in Ogden for 10 years really but but really only paying attention for maybe 7 or 8 now I would venture to say that the neglect really um creeps in during the Godfrey administration and of course he was mayor for like 15 16 years right 12 mm-hmm. 16 years I don't remember he he was of the opinion that the government should not be in the business of public recreation he it says, said it many times on records we have the receipts
2: and we've heard that echoed in <laughs> and it's echoed in the this mayor and the council now they yeah, don't feel that the
3: government. government can run recreation centers efficiently that they don't think it pencils out meaning that they'll all, always run into deficit
4: but, well and he's I mayor Caldwell on that last yeah. call that I signed into straight up said we're not here to do programming, and that's kind of yeah. why they were talking yeah. about doing the YMC yeah, because they, yeah. it comes with programming. But yeah. there's so many yeah. alternate There's so many good people in this community pro- that
2: would yeah. do the programming. The programming's though. already happening. It's still there. Like there's still a wall of flyers for pottery classes and ballet classes and, and boxing. And it's still full. And it's full. Those those classes fill up. Like yeah. the community will provide the programming. Yeah. They they have been for 50 years. Yeah. Um, Ogden has been very invested from all over Ogden. It's not just the neighborhood that it sits in but the neighborhood that it sits in is the one who needs it the most and that's the people who have been able to walk to it and send their kids there after school because they work nights and it's so important and that's like i we both grew up in rec centers like going back to the clearfield community center and mine the riverton arts community center where i grew up doing theater and even just like learning to swim in delta it was at the the west millard county pool Like those city and county funded rec centers really, really enhance communities in a way that you can't really see on a budget sheet. But then again, you can like that's kind of a part of the national conversation. There's is it strong towns Mm podcast. They're really good about talking about what really healthy communities need. And this is it. Like this seems like such a no brainer. It's it's kind of fascinating how people don't think it's worth it somehow. But
3: yeah. <laughs> well, and it's also important to contextualize that the city does own and operate two golf courses. We own and operate a municipal airport that gets millions every year in subsidies like straight up, just like mm-hmm. blank checks are written for that place. Yeah. And
2: part of their argument against the Marshall White Center is that people won't use it, which is a not true. Yeah. and B, how many of us use the airport? Yeah. Like right.
1: certain people won't use it.
2: Yeah. Yes, certain people won't, yeah. and that's true and that's yeah. fine.
1: just because of the
0: neighborhood it sits yeah. in. Sure.
2: But that's uh, yeah. the other thing too is they they brag about the hostess factory site and how cool that's going to be yeah. and how great that will be and but and that's accessible and that's great and perfect but one block south is is not like that's not okay. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's Alex just stepped out for a second, but she shared in a previous podcast that she grew up where she yeah, like sh, the rec center in her neighborhood in down in like the West Valley, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Kerns area. Like she was raised, that was her babysitter. Absolutely. Like when you have two working parents, you go to the rec center and that's not, we live in that neighborhood. We live in the neighborhood that Marshall White Center is in. Mm -hmm. And it's a thriving, beautiful place. And I know it's kind of what we talked about earlier with your neighborhood. Mm -hmm. People still um, have opinions opinions and stereotypes of what the people are who Mm -hmm. live there. And yeah, we're all a part of Ogden. Yeah, I get
2: well, and you have to think of the the context of the people who think that that's quote unquote. I want to like they say it's ghetto, whatever. Which yeah. which it has so many problems to begin with. But you think of these people who grew up in Draper, and it's white. Everyone's white. Everyone's Mormon, right. and. The lawns are manicured and the houses are perfect, and yeah. that's what they think a neighborhood should be. And so they go somewhere where the houses are all built in different eras and varying degrees of people engaged in taking care of their yards, which often has to do more with landlords who are not great renters than it does with people who live there.
0: And time and if time. you're working, if you're working multiple jobs, if you oh, there's you all, know yeah. like there's there's a lot of
2: the privilege of being able to say, well, they should take care of their yard. Like you don't know.
3: Well, and it, the, I get really on a soapbox about this especially around this conversation of revitalization these communities and these neighborhoods were already vital to begin with mm-hmm. they had Absolutely. a heartbeat they had life nobody needs to come in and revitalize anything
0: right and it's it's we a fine line <laughs> yeah it's a fine line because yeah. we want to honor
3: yeah where we live and
0: gentrification is a a very big problem and we're a part of that problem we are are some white people who moved into a poor neighborhood but we love where we live we love our historic home we love that it's ours Mm -hmm. and it's very this whole thing like brings up so many levels of emotion and brings up a lot of
2: no it's historic it's a delicate dance of Trying to move into a neighborhood and try to not gentrify it and price right. and price out people who've been there, you know, Marshall White's family, people who've been there for 50, 60 years, mm-hmm. especially when it was the only place they could buy and they have every right to stay there.
5: I
0: have a really big problem with Mayor Caldwell's comment that he made in that city council meeting where he said that.
3: Emotional minority. Well, just that, like, <laughs> that one was problematic. I, I don't want
0: to like misquote him, but, um, like, busing poor people into a, a more expensive part of town should be a privilege for them.
2: Oh my, like, I don't even remember that. That
4: was during that. That meeting, really got me it, He spent eight years <sighs> working with underprivileged youth, and one of the best parts about his job was seeing how great it was when these kids. Did a good job and were able to get bused up to these nice facilities. As, like, at, at once born. once they got good grades and yeah, that's and it's like
0: so pretty much so it's, horrendous. Ugh, yeah, there's yeah. So, you know how many problems are with that statement, yeah. but it's yeah. like this community needs it. We'll support it. Uh-huh. And I want to know, like, what we can do to further help Yeah, this yeah cause.
2: I think, honestly, people just sh- want to show up and start doing anything. We're having a community conversation at the Marshall White Center about the Marshall White Center on Saturday, December 4th. And that's open to the public. We brought flyers somewhere.
4: Yes, I have them. And they're going to be h- hanging up yeah. in our windows here. Yeah.
2: And there's a Facebook group. There's It's all over. And Camille Washington did those flyers. And they're beautiful. And Alicia Washington's been helping us a lot. Um, we're all that's the thing is people are like what can I do and we all want to say like it's it's we not me like we're none of us is in charge of it or
3: Mm -hmm. well and it
2: it is powerful
3: when people show up so I will say I have a lot of access and privilege full stop and part of that access and privilege does afford me certain entry points into conversations that aren't held in the public sphere Mm -hmm. I'm a past chair of the diversity commission I can text a lot of our elected leaders, and they'll yep. typically respond unless well, they're mad at me.
2: United Way, so you understand the the nonprofit world yeah. in Ogden, but you also yeah. did development for. Weber State. But I
3: but I bring this up because I know for a fact that the outcome of the November ninth was determined before November ninth, but because November sixth, seventh, eighth, and ninth happened, and hundreds of people called in, emailed, it was a
2: different outcome yep. on November ninth. It was. And, and even just with us standing in that room with signs, yeah. um, everybody on that panel who had a lot of them had previously yeah. entertained the idea of moving it because the YMCA doesn't want it there or whatever the reason is. And that we, all have, of them- we have a reputation
3: for that. When people huh. show up, things change. The Marshall yeah. Light Advisory Board was not going to be created. People showed we up in 2017. It. it got voted in in 2018. The mayor sat on appointing anybody for six months. And then we all said, no, enough is enough. Damn, do your job and appoint people to that board. A yeah. month later, we had appointments to that board. Mm-hmm. You had to hold we said, to where is the say, money? Right. We said, where is the money, Mayor Caldwell? Well, we know that we have money to support this center. Mm-hmm. And in this latest budget cycle, the city council approved $1 million every year for the next five years of seed money to build the facility or rebuild the facility, whatever you or want Or upkeep
2: to the current facility. So when
3: whatever. we show up, the conversation changes. Yep. And it changes right. fundamentally to the point that we can make... a lot, Like, I get into... Um, heated conversations with another co-organizer where I'm like, we're breaking ground by the end of 2022 on a new building. And she's always like, no, I'm thinking more 2024. And I'm like, no, if the community shows up, there's no reason why we can't be breaking ground on building a new facility by the end of 2022. Mm
4: -hmm. And so what the hoped outcome is, is that they'll demolish the existing structure and rebuild on that site, a brand new spark because restoration doesn't, Seem. It
2: doesn't seem plausible and it would cost quite a bit more. And VCBO has done this before where they have built a new rec center on the site of an old one and they'll kind of build around it. And they talk to us on the Marshall White advisory committee meetings, which are public. Anybody yeah. can come to them. You can go I'm watch sure. them all. If you yeah. I'm not to sure least. you can watch, like you can read the minutes and watch the recordings and, um, but they have used like, they'll, they'll pull up the old gym floor and use it on the wall in an artistic way. They'll honor the old site. Um, there has been a conversation about making it a landmark and I don't think that's necessarily the best course of action. I think
4: because then you can't,
2: then we can't tear it down right. when and we say
3: that the building is literally crumbling. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not an understatement. Right. Like, and
2: the survey we did doesn't really support There aren't people who are like, you need to save this beautiful building. It's just we need the center. We need the space. It's and not
4: about the actual, like,
0: so structure. Do you, do you feel like the city will give enough money to support the rebuild, or do you think there's going to need to be additional funding?
3: So there's been talks, in, especially in this last city council meeting, of the council suggesting to double their initial commitment to $10 million. The initial estimates say about thirty million is what it would cost to build a new center between so twenty third, and thirty. That's a third of exist, and it's not costing the taxpayers anything because it's BDO lease revenue, which is I, I, not many people know that the city owns all of the BDO, and they have an agreement with the with the operators that mm-hmm. we get a certain percentage of all
2: the rental income. Which is the Business Depot Ogden? It's like yeah. a big warehouse farm, and basically. It's, it's built to suit.
3: It's worth noting that if we didn't have that lease re- revenue, we would be bankrupt as a city. <laughs> Yeah. And that, that fuels a lot of this conversation, right? Because there was a study done a few years ago that said in order for Ogden to not be bankrupt, we need to have $30 billion in, in, uh, taxable acreage right so your property tax we need 30 billion and we are not near that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so so that's this idea that the city's community and economic development team looks at the downtown as the highest potential for that increase because you're not going to increase property taxes on homeowners because everyone gets pissed off Mm -hmm. but if you do it on the downtown core that's why they view this land as being so valuable So
4: that was a lot of jargon.
3: I'm sorry. No, No, that's that's backstory that we don't
4: that we don't that I don't understand. I was
1: just looking at you like, oh, your bill might go up. Yeah. A lot oh. of clarification.
0: Like hey, I, I'll i pay yeah. an extra dollar of yeah. whatever to yeah, like...
2: absolutely. I'll let my, God, my property silly. taxes go yeah. up to pay for that. Yeah. And that's, yeah. Yeah. that's the kind of thing they talk about like, we need the more revenue, we need this and that. I mean, the way to get people to stay in your town and have kids here and have their kids grow up here is to have stuff to do and well, have a safe place to drop your kids off and they can go to gymnastics and then pottery and then come home and they're safe.
3: Well, and I'm sorry, but we live in a town full of doers and dreamers. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. when... Ogden High was on the chopping block people yep. said hell no when the Egyptian theater was on the chopping block people said hell no Polk <laughs> Elementary, and like even the monarch to a certain extent I know it's a private development but like we have a reputation for taking insurmountable challenges as a city when it comes to our infrastructure and really just slaying all and day even long. this 25th yeah. street
2: even this corridor of just yeah. Yeah. It's been up on the block. The Junior a lot of League
3: times. saved 25th Street. I don't know if you guys know that story, but when the when the 25th Street started being demolished, this block in particular, they got through this block. They were ready to do the other block, and the Junior League stepped up and said, "Hell no! You're
4: not putting this white whole thing was going to be raised. All over. Yeah, yeah
3: no. this whole thing was going to be torn down, and the Junior League said no." So we have ah we have a reputation of being resilient and and really stepping up when it matters the most. So we have ten million in BDO lease revenue that will likely be determined in the next few months. There's the American Rescue Plan dollars. Ogden's getting some odd $30 million in, in money, and this administration has been very inauthentic and not transparent with how we're spending that money. That money could easily be allocated towards the Marshall White Center if there were public pressure to do so. Well, and what better yeah. cause? And we have Ogden, and the mayor. this is the mayor's favorite quote, Ogden is the most charitable community in the nation. What does that say about the Marshall White Center, that we couldn't turn around tomorrow and raise $10 million in a year?
2: We could. We are people for Ogden High city. raised
3: 20-something. Yeah. yeah. Ogden, Clearfield, Metro area, most charitable area in the country.
2: Well, and the and that's the other thing is every city around us has figured it out. Every other city up here, every other city of our size in Utah or a lot smaller has public recreation. Like Roy has 30,000-something people, and we have almost 100. We're in the 90s. And they have this giant aquatic center. That's huge pool. and
4: beautiful. and. Yep. Yeah.
2: So they if they can figure it out, what's what's our problem? Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree.
0: Right. Yeah, that's a really good point. And
2: we're one of the only cities in yeah. of, and of, of course, size in Utah that doesn't have it.
3: It's a, We also might have to bond for it, which sure. is it would go up for a vote, and the voters would have to determine if they wanted to bond for that amount of money. Historically speaking, Ogden voters do like bonds, but we have voted them down before. I don't know if you remember in 2017 that the Polk Elementary School bond was up, mm-hmm. and we voted that down. And then they ran it again in 18 and it got voted up. So even if it takes us a few years, I feel like we can bond. And it's also the Godfrey administration bonded for the junction and it was billed as a recreational bond, (laughs) a public, a public recreation bond. I don't remember the last time any of the public has used any of those facilities for free. No, no, no people. No. Can't but it was, there. but the voters approved thirty million. million you think I could try?
1: Yeah. <laughs> <You should> try. <laughs> just go into fat cats. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I'd like to, right
3: bowl, to bowl, please. <laughs> I paid for this with my taxes. <laughs> I the right to Ogden
2: residents bonded for that private development,
3: <laughs> and they said yes to it. Well, then
2: they put an iFly in, and that thing's like fifty bucks at least. Ninety
3: bucks. <laughs>
2: wow. Like it's not a, it's not a rec center where you can it's walk not in. Accessible?
3: No. Yeah. 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 And yeah. when I did it, I didn't make it very high. <laughs> so it wasn't I was a little chubby. <laughs> somebody, didn't somebody give us gift cards or something? Some, your mom gave us gift cards. Uh, yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, we didn't really fly so much as not hit the ground. <laughs> we made it. That's great. That works. <laughs> Arrested it. gravity, just slightly.
0: Do you have any closing statements on the Marshall White Center, what you've been working on, what you want our listeners to
2: know about it? I'd say just show up, go listen to your city council meetings. Um, I've learned so much just from listening to them, just being married to him in the same house as him, listening to our friends go up and say, I'm making public comment tonight. Go make a public comment, go let your voice be heard. And it's, I think we've shown, like we said, all of those people, not all of them, but a lot of the council members and the mayor and the administration were entertaining the idea of moving it. And then we all showed up to that meeting and to our faces, they were all a visibly like shook by it. And B said, we don't want to move it. Of course we don't want to move it. And so now we're not moving it. Like that's, that's in the city. That's in the ethos that's out there. We're not moving it. So showing up has a lot of power. And I would say showing up even in times of not
3: crisis, like it's really easy to get, to get riled up about the Marshall White Center or about police reform or about whatever hot topic is scrolling through your feed in in, in any given day. But something as simple as go to the city's website, subscribe for the council agendas. They get sent That's huge, yeah. they get sent every week to your inbox. You can just scroll through and read th- read the agenda. Even if you don't show up for the meeting, at least you're aware of what's going on in that agenda. Um, and then the city council, Brandon Garside, who's the communications person for the city council, they've been doing a really fantastic job, especially <laughs> post-COVID, not post-COVID. When okay. COVID yeah. happened, they were forced to really modernize and they've done a really good job. Brandon and his team post these amazing quick recap videos on the social media of the council every week, oh, that's cool. and they're like three minutes, so even if you just watch those the three minutes of your week, so yep. you know what's going on yes, yeah, so you can yeah. and he does a very good job of just like succinctly stating like, this is the conversation. This was the vote. Here's the outcome. And I think it's so if we if we all did that, we would be so much more aware of what's going on from boring zoning stuff to important issues like the Marshall White Center. I think people would be really upset to know that we are spending $6.25 million on improvements to the airport this year alone. 6.25 mm-hmm. million dollars and and that's th- and, the, and the city will come back and say oh well we got grants to do that and we use this blah 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 but that's a lot of money for a for a facility that only the mm-hmm. elite and they're not even ogdenites that own and operate those leases yeah. Yeah. they're out of towners that come in and take advantage of our public infrastructure that we pay for mm-hmm.
2: yeah. so yep yeah. yep and that's the thing yeah like you said showing up for the things you care about just the raw data of that, like. If you get that agenda and you see something on there you care about and then you throw your iPad on the counter while you make dinner and listen, yeah. just having that, that <laughs> having that number, having those numbers go up for important issues to you, even just that shows them like, hey, people really tune in when we talk about this. We get a lot of public comments when we talk about this. So just having that little bit more of awareness for me has helped a lot to understand what's going on. Like I'm the chair of this committee and a year ago I was like, I would never want to be in leadership of the committee. I barely even thought I would make it onto the committee. And it's just, I mean, it's kind of designed to make you feel that way. I feel like it's it's easy. It's very intimidating and it's, it's, and the rules of civility are just there
3: to uphold white supremacy if we're being (laughs) entirely honest. (laughs) Well, and I had a really hard time with
4: the diversity commission. Like I I had a really hard time with it and it wasn't anybody did something wrong but it, it was just what you're saying like I just felt like
2: imposter yeah syndrome. like I just could kind of you're one of many like not yeah. to discount your no experience, no I know it that's a common it's thing been a trend yeah. and it's a it problem is. it's a huge problem and it's the city I mean they had a diversity um employee who was supposed to be right under the mayor and had the mayor's ear and that did not go well and they squandered that opportunity and they're squandering their opportunity with the diversity center to be honest yeah they're not diversity committee i mean not diversity center um, yeah well they, it
4: seems it seems like an optics thing it just seems yeah, like right. they have it there yeah. so that they can say they have a diversity they have commission one, but they yeah.
2: don't actually listen to them and then yeah. they publicly call them biased and whatever on the council meetings
4: right right <laughs> yeah
2: they do
4: okay so um, just kind of a, the last thing like this is yeah, we're going to we're going to go fun a little bit we <laughs> want to talk about the holidays
2: holiday time yeah uh,
0: we want to hear about your queer holiday tradition oh
2: man we were thinking about that on the way i was like i was just thinking because we just got some christmas cards and stuff from people like holiday cards to put on the mirror and we've never done that we've
3: never yeah we've never done a christmas card uh, holiday card
2: that whatever.
0: surprises me about you guys i know you think
3: with the theater and the- one yeah. year we, one year we did record a a, a song did. You did, <laughs>
2: of course you did. Oh yes. my God.
3: Can And we, we have made
2: it. To we this? made it naughty. Can, oh. Whoa. So the album, the album cover was the us. song wasn't even Whoa. naughty. It was just the cover. <laughs> the song was what? I don't. even don't even remember. Did you try the cover for our listeners? Well, it was. Us he putting... was very
3: anti this. <laughs> oh, it was. He like, oh, no, <laughs> <it> was very. <laughs> anti it was
2: humiliating. Um. We were both putting ornaments on a Christmas tree, and we were both not wearing pants. Yeah. So you could see our asses. We were a lot it's more spelt cheeky. back then. Was we cheeky. were a lot more spelt. I don't know if
3: I was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I could even. I find hope it. everyone burned that. Can you, and can that you it's please? Not ever can available.
0: you dig it up? We'll put it on our Patreon. And, there was some, there was
3: some, and you only um, see our booties. Only our balls. Well, and there
2: was some pun we did with like holes jingle for the bells, <laughs> jingle balls <laughs> or something. I think we
3: balls. did jingle balls. Jingle balls or holes? Oh, holy night! <laughs> was <the> <laughs> <laughs> it was holy night. It was a holy
0: night. Guys, I love this. So no, I Why don't, don't you do this every year? Oh,
3: we did that one year, I'm and so we sure gave them all. Yeah, us. we she gave she... them all kind of like white elephant gifts. Yeah,
2: we just gave it to our family. It was only family, and they all screamed. It was funny. But it was a lot of effort, you guys. It was. Yeah, we, I think we're (laughs) like, I'm doing school, I'm not doing that. Our traditions feel like, I don't know, they're very personal. Like we, we have stuff that we do with our families, but we also have like parts of our family that are strained and we don't really engage with and Mm -hmm. for various reasons, part of them being the queer experience, but um, we just kind of do whatever we want. Like that's our, our tradition is to just like carve out space for ourselves. And
3: for a few years there at the beginning, we would go to Disneyland every like yeah we every did every december we did that for like three or four years because that here's a pro tip like the 8th to the 13th dead it's, it's ghost town
2: so and it's all decorated go, for christmas
3: I'll, yeah so yeah. we did that for a few years
2: we've traveled a lot over the holidays yeah yeah and we i don't know i mean i think things like friendsgiving and kind of chosen friends. family stuff has taken a, an amp up in the last few years the holidays are weird and i mean i don't need to tell you all but like it's it's so hard, I think, for everybody. Just his family is weird and strained and difficult. And I think for me it's just like doing the comfort things like we just
3: Well, and as we get older, like and more and more anti capitalist, like <laughs> and more and more like decolonizing. Thanksgiving is terrible and Christmas are both terrible. Yeah. <laughs> like from yeah. a social justice lens, yeah. like yeah. it's really hard for me to balance. Like my my mom, we grew up really poor. But my mom, for how I don't know how. Well, I know how she did it. She put it all on Master credit cards credit and layaway. Cards. But Christmas was always huge for us. But we were, I can't. We were very poor. But she and would go all out, all out, like dozens of presents for each of us, mm-hmm. and it was a I whole thing. Yes, it. a whole thing. And you know, especially in in recent years, like I look at the tr- the stuff under the tree, and it doesn't bring me joy. It mm-hmm. gives me a lot of anxiety. Out. And like, especially with my,
1: where am I going to put this? I know. Where yeah. am I going to put this?
3: I, <laughs> yeah. And like, now that like double income, no kids, we buy what we want when we want it. Yeah. Which buying is for him, like us
2: trying to find gifts for each other is impossible. It's and the stresses both like last year he got real mad because I did get him something and I didn't tell him it was kind of big. And he like went out on the town trying to buy something that day. So and he was stressful. like, I'm so stressed out about this. And I was like, you, we don't need that's to do that's not why
0: I did that for no, you no no no
2: I just got you something and didn't tell you because it was fun and it was something I knew finally something I knew you wanted it was a KitchenAid it was a sage was green KitchenAid kitchen. Kitchen uh, oh, like it was great yeah. but that's the thing we've talked now we're like we want experiences we want yeah
3: and of course like my sisters are re-traumatizing their kids with these huge <laughs> Christmases and like I, I my nieces and nephews are like the kids right and I want to spoil them and for a few years there we did like we would spend hundreds of dollars on these kids for Christmas and then it was just like no no more so we're really trying to focus on experiences and quality time and just really trying to spend meaningful amounts of time with our family to show them that like beyond the material we're there for each other and I think that's how we've kind of embodied the holiday spirit is just by spending time with each other
2: yeah there have been lots of holidays especially early on when we did try to go see every aspect of the family (sighs) we would get home and just want to hole up and do nothing for
4: like three weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's, so, yeah. Exhausting. it's so we've just taken
2: yeah. that time out to just kind of yeah. do that first, yeah. like yeah. do that important stuff together and be picky about where we spend our energy otherwise. And yeah. in, in recent
3: years we have taken up like
2: throwing holiday parties. So we yeah. did like a big Halloween party
3: this year. We, before COVID, we had a really big thing. New Year's Eve party. So, and that's like all our friends and family in it. They're so fun. Yeah. And yeah. so like, I would rather spend like 500 bucks on booze and food yeah. and yeah. have 40, 50, 60, 70 people at my house and like, yeah. just have a good time. Oh yeah. That's, and you
2: have those pictures and those memories. Like we still talk about the funny, dumb stuff that happens. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. At people. those parties with mm-hmm. your, your core We've group. Heard about your parties. They're fun.
0: So to we, we saw the whole, um,
3: trick or street.
0: Well, yeah, yeah, the whole <laughs> – yeah, the whole – I saw Alicia Washington's amazing uh-huh. costume. Oh,
2: Alicia she <laughs> was beautiful. I missed it. I missed it. It's <laughs> so good. It's so good. Yeah, that's – and that is important. That's, like, yeah. now that we have a house, we have a space that we can do what we want and have people over, and, yeah. and that's really nice. Like, to have the people who care and who show up for you and celebrate each other, that's – I think, to me, that's the important thing. Yeah. Because we both come from, like – childhoods that were like divorce situations and other situations that like you don't have a lot of stability. Yeah. So for me, stability is kind of huge. So I'm like, I love to be in my house and I love to have the people I care about over and just do fun things and not have expectations and not have gifts and not have. We do watch The Family Stone every year. I love The I Family Stone. So That is
0: my favorite Christmas oh my movie. You guys. I'm I so so obsessed you with it. That I
3: never know what's going on. <laughs> I, I don't think you've made it through it. I don't think I I've cry
0: ever. <laughs> every time I watch it. And it's we so always good. make a Christmas strata now. We make a vegan oh version. Oh, from yeah. The sh- really yeah, because sucks. of that movie. And the music in it is So good.
2: A plus. So perfect.
4: I really I I really liked your answer. I feel like we've had this discussion multiple times about like now that we're like adults. Like it's weird. I don't see myself as an adult. We've been married five
0: years and we're just suddenly adults.
4: (laughs) But like I feel like we got to take our own narrative back with the holidays, if that makes sense. That's just Mm -hmm. like, you know what? No, like this is not this is this doesn't need to be so stressful and miserable and overwhelming and expensive and, expensive and going yeah. into debt and trying to juggle yeah. credit card bills so that you can buy everybody a present. And it's just not, it's just not worth it. Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, even, even on Thanksgiving, when we were with my family, my sisters had just gotten back from their in-laws. And I'm just like, I'm so glad we, we we're in a situation where we don't have to, because John's mom lives in Oregon and his dad lives in, in Delta, Delta, so we to do that would be impossible.
4: Right? To go see everybody yeah. on, yeah. yeah. So we're it's in a, a nice position because we yeah. only
3: have to do my mom, and <laughs> and that's it. So yeah, and it's just that just whole lot of effort. <laughs> that whole
2: rigmarole is just so hard on people, I think, and that level of expectation breeds a lot of problematic, traumatic stuff. Like you have to love this uncle, you have to love these people, and you have to not that loving them is the obligation, but. You have to be kind to them and you have to have them in your life and you're like no i mean if people don't treat you well then you don't have to
0: you can set you boundaries
2: you get to have boundaries yeah. you yeah you get to go where people actually care about you and put in the work and show up
3: for and believe, like really lean into like the full version of your authentic self yeah. right
0: yeah are you guys the type of people who like decorate your amazing historic
2: home like all bad. out We've been so bad. No. He's. I used to love doing Christmas lights yeah. and the whole shebang. And he's way more brave than I am. I don't like getting on a <laughs> roof, so I leave that up to him. Um,
1: you do guys- you have gutters? We don't No gutters I just had to clean out my gutters Oh man It's terrifying I need to <laughs> let horrible. you
0: know My high school principal died From falling off his roof Putting up no. Christmas lights So I feel like I need to like Give a PSA I'm not allowed to, to ever- get on the roof I just I, allowed- I just,
4: ra- I just we go up the columns Because we have those
2: columns We have columns
3: on our front porch. We have a railing a, not a Do thing.
0: not get on your roof This holiday season Anyone <laughs> Are listening Well,
3: well our PSA.
2: roof The highest point Is like 30 feet in the Yeah air. Fuck yeah. that you know.
0: Sean yeah, You're not doing, not doing it yet. Hire a professional hire your Polly pocket oh, friend oh. to come You don't do it unless you're professionally trained please do not get
2: on We it. always joke that if that's we true. build if we build a house ever like and just rent the old house out that we'll put the best like custom built Christmas Eve lights in it, it. Yeah, like Eve just lighting. built into the roof
0: oh, <laughs> well, I'm just picturing that you can program your with home. your yeah, little like, LED boop, boop. remote
2: yeah. mm-hmm.
0: I'm picturing your home though like with like The candles in the windows, the like back in the day, like historic.
2: That's a good idea, though. We do have some candles we could put in the windows. And And they're flameless.
4: Yeah, those battery ones.
2: You know.
3: We're just telling you how to Um, live your life Costco
0: has like the real wreaths and swags of like.
2: Oh, well, he bought some chintzy stuff.
3: Oh,
0: well. Return it and go to Costco.
2: I will. Well, we have this fountain now because we we re- re- redid our yard, and then I bought a cover for it, and it just happens to be green, so it like looks like a Christmas tree. So mm. I bought this like star with drapey lights that I thought, let's just make it look like a Christmas tree, and yeah. it, didn't it didn't look. Work. It doesn't look. <laughs> right.
4: He's like, no, no, no. no like,
2: it's very that. chintzy stuff <laughs> that I'm going to return, but. You, it was it was a valiant effort. I tried, I tried. Do I will know, the week the weekend after Thanksgiving we
3: do decorate our tree, and that is one of our that things. is a tradition. We put on Leslie Odom Jr.'s we Christmas do album. Leslie Odom <laughs> Jr.'s Christmas album, <laughs> yes. and and we whenever we travel we try to get an ornament from wherever yeah, we've been. Yeah, I know that's pretty cliche, but that's no, what we fun. do. Uh, but well, it is fun to like pull out the ornament from Mexico and think about the trip we took with Sean's mom, and like mm-hmm.
2: it is when we went to Oregon. Um, and we got like a lighthouse one. Yeah. yeah.
3: So our tree is not like cute. It's just a bunch of random. I like it ornaments.
2: that way. I don't but like it really a lot of personality. Yeah. And meaning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like the, like, but well, we haven't done trees. it yet. So we need to do that today. Our trees, uh, we just haven't put ornaments on. So, so we should do that probably today. If
0: you had like one thing you had to do this holiday season, what's like your number one on your holiday bucket list?
2: honestly for me it's the simplest stuff of like making something really good to drink and sitting with no lights on only your tree and like watch home alone you know like
0: with your dog and your cat yeah your laps,
2: just like and... being warm and having it snow would be nice i don't know if the planet i don't know if that's ever gonna yeah, the planet's the capable planet's... of that anymore which is Not terrifying <laughs> Yeah, let's but. keep it positive. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, We're wait, trying to end on the light note. Way yeah, to you know. steer it into the.
3: <laughs> I'm pretty basic. In November, it is pumpkin spice everything, and in December, it is eggnog everything. Okay. So I like always want eggnog in the fridge, and I'll just do like a little three ounce pour and just sip on it.
2: A shot of it.
4: Oh,
0: I love that.
2: It's the
3: best.
0: Do you add Southern comfort? Like, do you go traditional? You've never
2: done booze in it. I've never done booze in it. You just like it straight up.
3: I think it's for me, like, because I grew up in, like, essentially a single-parent household, we spent a lot of time at my grandma's house, and she always had eggnog. Around the holiday. So, so for me, it's, I don't want to like adultify it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's fair. I just want to keep it pretty innocent.
2: <laughs> did she make it or did? Oh, no. It was, it was always, always like metal gold. gold. I used yeah, to make yeah.
0: Elton Brown's recipe. If you Ooh. ever want to make eggnog, it's like the one thing I can't replicate that's dairy free because we don't We've do any tried, dairy. Yeah. And it's, and it's just like, because you whip deep. these egg whites and you yeah. fold it in, and it's like the most decadent. It's like one of my favorite memories, but I. I would like to pass that on to you. If you would like please. to like recreate that, please just please. Google please. Food Network Elton Brown's okay. eggnog recipe. It's so easy, and it's amazing. There's
1: also George Washington's eggnog. Has okay. anyone Washington. ever made that? Like the president? Yes, it's I the as shit. Yeah, we for I sure cancel can. him. <laughs> I know, but it's boozy and kind of canceled. good. <laughs> 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 right. Can we rename no, it? No, yeah, we can rename it. But if you want to find the recipe, you got to okay. Google. I'm sorry. It's, you have to Google boozy. George
2: Washington.
1: It's going to we'll screw up it. all your algorithms <laughs> on your phone. <laughs> you
2: uh, boozy, though. Yeah, we should oh, make oh, some boozy. There's kind.
1: like four different booze.
2: Yeah, we need that. Yeah. We this need is that a booze
4: podcast. so That's
2: all we want. That's all we want
4: we're quick are right, well here. we're drinking beer. thank you guys yeah. so much for for taking the time out of your sunday to oh, hang so out fun. with us and I'm come am glad we with did us
2: and we got to buy some records i put a couple oh, over yeah. there i got you i got you <laughs> they're closed
4: <laughs> well, we're <laughs> open though.
2: they Probably still have their venmo's not closed <laughs> no. okay. yeah that's true, <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> i'll just Venmo you and run
0: <laughs> well we hope you guys have a very merry holiday whatever yeah thank, thank holiday. you holiday
4: <laughs> Seriously, holiday. thank you for taking the so time. Fun. I know everybody's really busy right now, and oh, it's good. It's good doing to doing chat,
0: Lindsay. I hope you like insert a little jingle bell sound effect right here. I know you will. <laughs> cool. you, you have, have to.
2: So many sound <laughs> <effects>. <laughs> there you go. I like <laughs>
0: Cheers, guys.
5: Cheers. 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 Thank you. Thanks for thank you sharing so your much. holidays I with us. I
3: A term was spoken earlier that we need to explain, and it was called vom, and this is your theater lesson for the day. There you go. Vom is short for vomitorium, and in Greek theater, they had these voms, vomitoriums that would, uh, actors would enter into the stage, and vomitorium means to spew forth, like vomit.
4: Okay, well, I was I yeah. was wondering it.
2: Vomitorium, okay. to spew forth. So that's spew what spews forth. you forth onto the stage, but also if you have to puke, then that's where you should go. <laughs> to the vomitorium. Yeah, sorry, I'm just we're, we're using fancy words today. No, yes. I, I love it. Your vocabulary words to are today. docent and docent vomitorium. And vomitorium. vomitorium. <laughs> Brought to you by the letter D. <laughs>